Well, hello, everyone. Uh, thanks for tuning in to Daily Rhythms today. Uh, this is actually uh, part two of um, the series that we've been going through this month on uh, the power of praying in community. And so we've invited some folks uh, here on the program uh, to talk about that and their experiences uh, with that. And so uh, with that in mind, um, let's start with prayer. Father, thank you so much uh, for this time uh, that you've given us, the space that you've given us um, to talk about um, something that you care deeply about and something that we care deeply about, and that is connecting with you in prayer. And just about the strength of connecting um, with other uh, Christians in community, and so we are so thankful that you have given us that. Uh, we just pray um, that the, our conversation today will lift you up and glorify you. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, so um, today I have invited a very special guest to the show, Megan Legband. And uh, let me just uh, tell you a little bit about our guest before I bring her on. Um, so, um, let's see here. Okay, Megan is an attorney in Dallas, Texas. Uh, while in law school at the University of Texas, she attended the Austin Stone Community Church and was a member of the St. John's Campus Prayer Team. She is passionate about seeking justice for the marginalized, not only by interactive work within communities, but also God uh, also um, by intercessory prayer. Uh, she believes God delights to respond to our requests by changing lives, communities, and systems for his glory. Um, and so just a word to our audience, you are not hearing double. Um, the first segment of the series, I, I interviewed another Megan. Uh, that might be a podcast um, uh, first, having two guests with the same name. Um, but this is Megan Legband, the one and only Megan Legband. <laughs> and so uh, welcome to the show, Megan. Thank you, Victor. Happy to be here. Yeah. Well, you know, um, your your bio has actually provided a good uh, outline for the interview today, and so less work I have to do, so thank you for that. Oh, good. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. So uh, I want to I wanna take you back to, you mentioned in your bio, uh, the prayer team. So mm -hmm. how did you, how did you con get connected with the St. John prayer team? How did that happen? Yeah. Um, well, I joined St. John's pretty soon after moving to Austin uh, because I wanted to get involved in a church as soon as possible. Um, and I strongly believe that, you know, when I join a church, I also want to serve, um, you know, as soon as possible as well. Um, but my law school um, calendar made, you know, service with long periods of time sort of difficult. Um, and so I saw this prayer team um, was like an option uh, for service and I was like that sounds cool like in my mind it was like praying with people at the end of the service um, and I uh, was just 
interested in that. And so I joined, but then I figured out that it's not that. It's actually, um, we got to get together, um, you know, in a group, like just in a room and just pray for the church. And that was actually even more exciting to me. Um, so yeah, I reached out to Victor, who was leading it at the time and um, got plugged in and was there for three years. And it was awesome. And I just so loved it. So that's how I got there. Mm. And you were such a blessing uh, to the team. Uh, and so, yeah, you did reach out to me. And I, and I, I confess this. Uh, you, you heard it first here. This is my confession. Uh, not that I don't have other weaknesses, but this is probably one of them. Uh, so sometimes when I read the things and I'm in the midst of doing other things, I don't always process uh, mm-hmm. all of what I read. So I read the name Megan on the uh, interest form that she submitted that it was it was forwarded to me by one of our residents. And I read the name Megan and I thought, well, he must be mistaken because we already have a Megan on the team. <laughs> So I I pretty much just ignored the email. <laughs> How does that make you feel, Megan? Uh, <laughs> and but the next day I happened to look at it again. I was like, oh, the last name is different. So he does know what he's talking about. I am so yes. Yeah. So uh, so yeah. So I met Megan and was just very um, very blessed by her. Uh, just involvement on the team, her passion for prayer and passion for people and passion for seeing God do some miraculous life change. So I really appreciated that. Um, you mentioned law school, and and I'm sure that law school is pretty rigorous. I've never been to law school. Um, don't have any plans to do that in the future. Yeah. <laughs> but I know it can be pretty rigorous, and yet you found time to to join the prayer team. So explain that how did you put that in well the timing was actually great for me because it was 8 a.m on a on a sunday and i was like i'm not doing anything i'm never gonna do any schoolwork at 8 a.m on a sunday that's just yeah that's a boundary i'm keeping (laughs) so it's true law school is is highly rigorous and uh, you know 80 90 percent of my time was taken up with different things involved with that and and so but I just felt like I really wanted, I just, church has just been important to me for a long time and engaging with the community, um, particularly because like people weren't in law school, you know, like at that time, like I had law school friends who went there, but it was like, that was not the focus. And so it was really um, not only a high value of mine uh, to make the time, but also was really life-giving to me because I could step away from the really intensive environment um, uh-huh. and you know, just be with people who, who didn't know what life was like for me. And like, that was really refreshing because, um, you know, our environments can be so all encompassing. It's just really great to be able to get out and be like, yes, people live differently. And I love hearing about that and learning about them. And, um, just remembering that, like that intensive season was not the only thing that existed. Um, so that was helpful for me. Uh. Mm-hmm. And um, and also in your bio, uh, you mentioned um, about being passionate about seeing lives changed and communities changed. And I don't know if you remember this, but um, I remember sitting in a meeting with you uh, Sunday morning when we weren't doing prayer team and asking you 
to kind of lead us in prayer for something I know that you are very passionate about, and that is uh, sex trafficking. Mm-hmm. And I remember, um, and, you know, I could just hear the passion in your voice. I mean, even before we had that meeting. So I, you know, the Lord just kind of led me to to talk to you about doing that. Uh, so do you, do you remember uh, leading that, that prayer session for us? I think so, yes. Okay. I don't remember what I yeah. said, but I remember that it happened. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, now, interesting you should say that because when I was interviewing the other Megan, uh, she, I, I would first of all, my wife says that I have, have a really great memory, but the, mm-hmm. the, you know, sometimes it doesn't serve me all that well because Megan, you know, I would say, do you remember this? She's like, I actually don't remember that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, okay. So, so I don't know, you know, if I need to edit that. or watch <laughs> But uh, the point is you did. I remember it. Mm-hmm. So it happened. Mm-hmm. There you go. Yes. Um, yes. <laughs> But, um, but yeah, I, I know that that's something you're very pra- passionate about. Um, so yeah, I remember us praying about that. And I remember somebody coming to me later and saying, one of the, the people on our team and saying, you know, I didn't know that that was such a widespread problem. Mm-hmm. So do you, I mean, you think that's, that's normal? Oh, absolutely. I think, yes, I I think um, maybe less so now because awareness has has grown so much. Um, But I have been sort of involved, I guess, in the, like, I I learned about human trafficking when I was in college, probably in 2014 um, was probably the year that I learned about it. It was in a class and my mentor, my college mentor was teaching the class. and we did that whole semester, did a big, long social media awareness project about the issue. Um, so I got to learn a lot about it because it was part of my classwork, um, which was very cool. Um, but, you know, the the first step of, of, these, of learning about these issues is just the awareness piece. And once people become aware, that's when, you know, you can start taking action. Um, and I think action for most people in that issue looks like prayer and it looks like donating um, to organizations that are doing the work. It looks like working for those organizations. You know, there's lots of um, opportunities there, but it is one of those things. It's such a hidden issue because it's so, um, so wide, so ubiquitous. I mean, um, you know, studies with good data say there could be as many as 40 million slaves in the world, um, which is more than has ever been in human history. and so that is um, just wrong. And, um, you know, it has held my heart for a long time because I just think about, um, like, spiritually, it's so, like, um, you know, we're all slaves to sin and that and um, the freedom that we have in Jesus is so uh, life-changing and, like, our lives are rad- can be, like, radically different when we know Jesus. And it's a very, it's the same picture just in real life, people actually being physically enslaved and the freedom that comes with, um, Mm. you know, being set free and being rescued. Um, That is just a really beautiful picture of um, our spiritual depravity and the grace and the joy that comes with Jesus um, and his, his sacrifice for us. And so I think that's why it has held my heart for so long. And 
Um, I just generally have a passion for women and children, um, particularly who are marginalized. And those are the, you know, the main groups, although definitely men are, are enslaved as well. And so, um, yeah, that's just a, an issue that I am seeing more and more people come to learn about, which is super encouraging, because I think once you know about it, you can't not know, you know, um, yeah. it's hard to ignore. Uh, and so more can be done when more people know. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And and it, it's it's great that you pulled out uh, the the great theological lessons that we can learn from that. Uh, mm-hmm. Man, I appreciate that so much. Just the freedom that we have in Christ, and you know how he he theologically, you know he he doesn't long for us to be in bondage right. and to be in in chains uh, of, of sin. And so uh, it's great that you pulled that out of that. Um, and I, and I'm. I, I believe, as I'm sure you believe, um, that prayer is really far-reaching when it comes to something mm-hmm. like that. Um, yes. Even the prayers that we prayed, I don't know how long ago that was, two, three, four years ago, even the mm-hmm. prayers that we prayed are not being ignored by God, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, they're still having long-reaching effects. Um, on on people and then on the lives of people, and so he's still working through those prayers. Mm-hmm. Um, so, why do you think that prayer in community is so palpable? Is so powerful? Yeah, um, I've been trying to think about that um, just because I knew we were talking about praying in community, and something I thought about. Um, was that prayer is just so vulnerable um, when it's, I mean, it doesn't have to be, but like real prayer, like the point of prayer is, is to be with God, is to connect with God. And um, the things we pray about are sort of secondary and they're still very important. But like that, I think that the key point of prayer is to be with God and to have relationship with him and intimacy with him. And so when we pray with other people and um, we're, to be honest in our prayer, we must be vulnerable. And so um, we are vulnerable with each other. And and that just, there's a, a power of being vulnerable with our community because we are, we know each other better. We are made better because we just, there's an intimacy of relationship that just brings so much joy and life and richness to our lives. Um, yeah. And so I think like, you know, person to person, it's really, important and palpable because it's just this really unique experience that I haven't felt in any other like spiritual context um it's different from a small group it's different from um corporate worship things like that which are all uh-huh. have their own things so I think that's a piece of it um but also like Jesus said in Matthew 19 18 he said um you know if two of you on earth agree about anything they ask for it will be done for them by my father where two or three gather in my name there am I with them and so there's also this so there's this intimacy with Jesus and like with the spirit and with the father because they're with us as we pray together in community and like Jesus specifically pointed to that power that is different and from praying individually it's like that power of corporate prayer there's something really mysterious and um life-changing that comes when we come together and I don't know what the mystery is but I know that there is one and you know we feel it as we're there and it's just really cool because that point that mystery points us 
um, to God and to um, just to glorify him and, and worship him with mm. that mystery. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, do you remember Kristen Schroeder? Yes. Okay. So I interviewed her for the show. Um, and we're talking about uh, the fact that, you know, as, as a ministry leader, um, you know, you're always concerned about the numbers, even though you shouldn't mm-hmm. be. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you mentioned uh, praying in a small group, and we definitely had a small group, you know, <laughs> uh, gave new meaning to the to the word small group. But um, mm-hmm. well, I think that there was something, <laughs> I think there was something very palpable in that, you know, mm-hmm. praying in a small group, two or three, and we were two or three uh, mm-hmm. on some, some occasions. Um, but but that, I think that made it more powerful, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I and just looking back, um, I was like, yeah, I, I wouldn't have had it any other way. You yeah. know, we could have had like twenty five, thirty people packed in that room, and mm-hmm. um, it, you know, it we would have done prayed some some prayers, and it would have been great. But I mean, just you know, praying in a small group is even more uh, more powerful. I think, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, so do you have, um, any, any memories, um, of, uh, I mean, you know, something that we've prayed about and, um, God hearing those prayers or answering those prayers. Do you have any, any specific memories of that during your time on the prayer team? I do. Um, I feel like a lot of the times when we prayed, I wouldn't know how things would turn out and that was fine. You know, it's like. I know that what we're praying for matters and I won't see the bloom from a seed that I planted. But I do remember um, this one Sunday, somebody prayed, and I don't don't remember who it was, but they were specifically praying over our worship service that morning. Um, And they asked the Lord that like, if the spirit called the worship leaders to spontaneously um, worship, doing something out of their set list, you know, out of their plan, that the spirit would equip them and that they, that spirit would just move um, in our sanctuary if that was his will. Um, And we didn't have a whole lot. I mean, there were definitely times of like spontaneous worship, but it wasn't like an every week thing. And it was not, you know, generally they set to plan and it was incredible always. Um, But that Sunday, we, I think we probably, that was closer to the end of our prayer time. And then we went to worship right after that. And during worship, like the worship leaders had spontaneous worship and said, like, you know, I just really feel like the spirit's calling us to move and like, we're going to sing this or whatever. And it was really powerful. Um, And it just was really, I was just so excited um, Uh, and just blown away. I was like, God, like you just did this. And like, it was just so encouraging to see a prayer answered. And it was I mean, probably in the the scheme of things, maybe it was a small prayer, but like seeing the Holy Spirit move and just say, yes, I want to do that. Like, we're going to do that. And like, that was just really encouraging. And mm-hmm. um, it's hard to like express the emotions that I felt because like, it just, I don't know. There's something about it that Holy Spirit just really used um, for me personally. And um, I, I, we talked about it the next week and we're just like, yeah, I remember that. Like, that was so cool. Like it, it gave our group, I think renewed energy of like, yeah, like God is working and he is saying yes. Um, and so that is, that was just really cool. Yeah. I, I remember that time and 
um, the the thing that the the takeaway that I had from that was if we ask God for something, He said that He would He would you know we would receive it. Mm-hmm. And that's such a small little verse tucked away in the New Testament, but um, it, it's true. And all we have to yeah. do is get on our knees and ask. Um, and, mm-hmm. and so I, I remember that, you know, and thinking, wow, that, that is just, that is just so powerful. That's so powerful. Yeah. Uh, well, well, Megan, this interview has been such a blessing. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, I, it, it's kind of interesting. I never know what's going to happen when I come in the studio because uh, people ask mm-hmm. me all the time, you know, you know, wh- where do these questions come from? <laughs> you know, <laughs> And I, I have a general idea and I will, I will tell our podcast listeners this. I have a general idea of the way I want the interview to flow. But when I come in the studio, what happens is, I mean, the Holy Spirit just guides my, my thoughts and guides mm-hmm. the questions that I want to ask. And I, I never suggest, if I interview somebody, I never suggest that they listen to somebody else's interview, right? Mm-hmm. Because um, that that could cloud their minds during the interview, but I, I want it to be fresh. And um, and so, and I was like, you know, person A's interview may not be like person B's interview. Mm-hmm. You know, I may ask totally different questions. I may go in a totally different direction. So, I don't stop them from listening to the other interviews, but, you know, I, I think it, it's a wise thing for them not to. So anyway, uh, but yeah, I just want to, I want to thank you for being here on Daily Rhythms. You've been such a blessing on the prayer team and such a blessing today. Uh, and it was awesome just getting caught up with you, uh, catching up with you, talking mm-hmm. about prayer team stuff and, and just going down memory lane, you know, and, uh, uh, Glad I could grab your arm and, you know, we could walk down memory lane together. So, <laughs> yes. Yeah, um, well, Megan, we, we are going through, as I'm sure, I'm sure you know, a very difficult um, time in our culture right now. And just so mm-hmm. many things, pandemic and racial unrest and all the arguments on social media and that sort of thing. So. Uh, I know I didn't prepare you for this, but would you close us out in prayer and just pray that God would, who is the way maker, by the way, that he would just mm-hmm. do a miraculous work in our culture right now. Yeah, I'd be happy to do that. Yeah. Um, Lord God, we thank you for your kindness to us and that we know you. God, to know you and to be with you is, um, that is heaven on earth and that is the heaven that we will be in Um, Mm -hmm. when we come to see you face to face, God. So we thank you that your presence with us is um, where you're always with us, God. We may be far from you, but you are not far from us. And Lord, we ask God that you would bring um, peace into the multiple um, issues in our culture, the, the disasters, the tragedies, um, Lord, the, um, pain that people are feeling, the anger people are feeling, God. Um, I think a lot of people feel scared um, about what is happening, Lord, and and there are lots of things that we could be afraid of, God, but God, we thank you that when we turn our eyes from um, the things of this world and the things that worry us and we turn them up to you, God, that um, those things come into context, God, and that 
Um, you know, the things that we worry about most are probably not a big deal because you are in control, God. Um, and we know that uh, the way that you work sometimes isn't the way that we want you to work. But ultimately, God, we thank you that the way, what we want doesn't matter. And um, as long as we are loving you, God, like, God, you are working powerfully. Um, Lord, and we ask and we trust you that you are working, God, and we look to you. We thank you for the opportunity to turn our eyes from um, ourselves and from our fears and turn our eyes to you, God. We thank you for who you are, God, and we ask um, humbly, Lord, that you would bring peace to our culture and peace to our world um, where there is pain and suffering, God. We ask that you would lift it and that you would bring your joy and bring your peace and bring um, righteousness and goodness and truth and justice, God. And we know that you delight to do these things. Um, so we ask that you would um, you would act according to your character. Um, God, we know that you are good and we thank you um, for all that you are and that we have the privilege of knowing you. In your mm -hmm. name we pray. Amen. 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 Thank you, Megan. Ah, that was that was that was awesome. That was awesome. Uh, okay. Thanks for tuning in today, um, everybody, and uh, stay tuned for our next guest, uh, who will be talking about um, their experiences uh, praying in community. God's blessing to you all, and as always, uh, please remember to like, follow, and share. Uh, don't touch that pause button because another guest is coming right up. See you then.